0: Greetings, grapple fans, and welcome to the
1: I must apologise for everyone who is uh, listening to this through actual headphones.
0: We're living together. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But still we stand. Don't know the rest of the words. Um, but it's stand now, so tall. We... Mm. Oh, yeah, still be stand tall.
1: Oh, God.
0: Well, <laughs> I apologise for my lack of knowledge of a uh, Ring of Honor wrestler's entrance theme lyrics. Oh. You are excused. Do you know whose music that was? No. Brian Danielson used to enter that. Of
1: course he did. Of course he did. Mm -hmm. But two entrances which are fraught, not fraught, charged as anything, are the two entrances for the participants of this match which we're about to discuss.
0: Our final. 5-0, (laughs) 5-star match.
1: You actually went for that. Amazing. But yes, we're off in the Emerald Isle.
0: My Uh, home country of grandmother's birth.
1: There you go. Uh, We're in a new promotion, OTT Wrestling.
0: And it's 5th anniversary.
1: And it's 5th anniversary show. We're watching the main event for the championship. Defending is Jordan Devlin. And the challenger is one, fittingly named David Star. Although
0: the star he's referencing, especially with that name, is not quite the same star as a uh, we. No, it is not. No, no. Uh, just make sure. Well, I don't know. He's a. Uh, his name's David Star, but he also wants to unionise. I don't know what some of the members of a uh, certain political fringe groups within mainstream parties would think of that. But you know.
1: So he's... The last match we we, we, we discussed uh, was a match that was a pure exhibition. This is the polar opposite in terms of, like, build. This is,
0: this is pure story. Oh, uh, what a so, story as well. We're coming in halfway on. Well, yeah. not in halfway. We're coming to the end of I suppose, although the way that it ends would suggest you could easily do more chapters. We, what um, this might be more than anything, is the... A match that truly defines what has happened in the past decade of wrestling and what the main um, tenets of arguments will be going forward into the 2020s. Because corporate it is a... versus underdog, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is kayfabe versus shoot. It is, you know the many tentacled Hydra-like arms of the WWE in a non-WWE ring. Although they do use uh, imagery that is copyrighted to the WWE in the build-up video.
1: Well, they have a picture of the championship.
0: Yeah. Because this is a layered match with a deep history that unfortunately neither of us are like able to dedicate as much of our lives to the Brit rest scene as, as others are. But... um. It is, the, what they do, what OTT do, maybe better than anyone, and I include the WWE in this, is video packages, pre-fight, pre-match, pre-show video packages.
1: What I will say if this is... this guy um... who runs,
0: the, who directs and produces these things is not brought into the WWE, unless he doesn't want to because he might be moving to America, I don't know, then I don't know where the WWE, what the WWE are thinking. Like, yeah. this does more out of, like, colour schemes and iconography and montage and colour palettes and cinematography than anything the WWE have done in a long, long time.
1: And beyond that as well, the actual participants in the package, they, they're they promos. They deliver.
0: It fuses an element of, like, the UFC pre-fight interview packages yeah. with a WWE character, but also... The independent scene's ability for you to say fuck whenever you feel like it.
1: (laughs) But they don't overuse that. No. And that's... I I often say less is more. And when it comes to promos, swearing less is definitely more. Mm.
0: So what do you know of the David Starr-Jordan Devlin feud, both before and after watching the pre-packaged video?
1: Before not much, although I knew that they had basically gone through a situation where one they they one guy couldn't beat the foreign imports, Walter and the other guy could and that, that that led to some resentment. That's all I knew.
0: okay yeah. after
1: I was pretty much entirely up to speed,
0: yeah so to give people a quick rundown essentially. Um, OTT had followed in the footsteps of other promotions like Progress, RevPro and built a huge name for itself and an ICW maybe is the most logical comparison actually uh, in Scotland their Celtic brethren um, in that it was a self made promotion but it also relied a lot on bringing in one or two big name imports for every show to hopefully build up the brand as well so, what they start to create, though, in Jordan Devlin is a homegrown talent. He grew up in the same place as Prince Devitt, was trained under Prince Devitt. And was essentially Irish wrestling's best-kept secret when it was starting out. And essentially, the ascension of OTT and the ascension of, of Jordan Devlin went hand-in-hand. Hand. And what they decided to do as far as uh, to go along with like nationalistic pride, it wasn't just that they brought in guys... And they got a pop and they would, you know, usually beat the local. He was the import killer. He would come in and any foreign talent that would come in to challenge, he would face them and he would pretty much always win. He had this crazy win streak in singles matches of something like 23 uh, straight matches. And you know, they they don't put on more than one or two shows every couple of months, you know? Yeah. So that is a, a tough few years. Yeah. So he holds the OTT Championship for ages and ages, but then he finally um, loses it to Volta. And the person that was in his corner with him was a guy who he'd become really close friends with during that time called David Starr. David Starr being an American wrestler, but who had started to really make more of a name for himself in promotions like WXW in Germany and in in UK promotions and and especially in OTT as well.
1: He'd cracked to the point Europe. that he
0: now lives in the UK I believe with his partner. I can't remember who she is, but uh that's his partner. And so him and Jordan became really good friends and like playfully good friends with each other to the point that they were um they were res- they were wrestling as a tag team and they kind of did a jokey sort of Dirty Dancing, like, riff on them. They entered together to, um... uh, Pat Benatar's... We belong to the night. We belong to the power. Or whatever it was. And they're doing, like, jokey, like, they're wearing t-shirts. Like, funny t-shirts together. Playing it up a bit, you know. As you know me, I like my, um... LGBTQ, particularly the Q illusions in wrestling. And this had some of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But they did lose a match that maybe Jordan Devlin wasn't taking too seriously involving Volta. And that was a problem because David Starr is obsessed with Volta. Like I said, he made his name in uh, WXW as far as all the European promotions go before anywhere else. And so he becomes obsessed with Volta. But what's brilliant about the Volta-David Starr feud is that it's the most one-sided feud in wrestling. Both in the sense that Volta always wins but also that Volta doesn't care. He does not see David Starr as anything like a big part of his life.
1: Such a Volta thing to do as well. It's like, I'm oh, not asked.
0: It's kind of like, to be really harsh about it, it's like how Aston Villa view Coventry City.
1: <laughs> as a man who grew up near Coventry, that's got so much depth to it for people who don't know <laughs> Coventry really hate Villa Villa don't give a toss
0: (laughs) Could not care less
1: Unless you're a blue nose We're not that bothered
0: We've taken a dislike to the the Baggies more recently The Tesco bags They can also get (laughs) fucked I took great pleasure in us beating them At the Hawthorns To get through to the playoff finals On penalties I took great great pleasure in that Couldn't have happened to a Nicer bunch of not nice people. <laughs> and now they can play each other in the derby that they have to pretend they care about when we're not around. <laughs>
1: Jesus. can tell you're like the cat that's got the cream right now.
0: <laughs> Liverpool should be ashamed of themselves.
1: <laughs> that You're not in the Club World Championship, alright?
0: <laughs> Don't want to be. We've already won whatever it was back in 1982. It was European stupid, Cup. Then. No, no, the Club World Cup. Oh, did you? I think we won it. We played in it. I don't care. But anyway. um, So, yeah. um, that So, they they lose and then... Like, now Jordan... Then after that, Jordan Devlin loses the championship to Volta and Volta kind of destroys him, basically. And Volta is a bit of a dick with the OTT championship. He, like, mistreats it. He's not very respectful. He'll cheat to win and so on. So, both Jordan... And um uh, David Starr both have their own different obsessions to beat Volta for the title. Yeah. And Volta's like it's kinda of like Sting Vader with Jordan Devlin and Volta. Like Walter destroys him the first time but but Jordan's sort of starting to chip away at him. So then they have a huge tag team match. I believe that this match is Loki and Volta against Jordan and uh oh. Starr. I might be wrong with that one, but I do... What that a team.
1: combo! Yeah. Jesus, they're poor chests.
0: Your chest cavity will be that. A cavity.
1: Ooh, <laughs> you're going to look like a spoon by the end. <laughs> oh, I'll be horrid.
0: Uh, oh. I'm just trying to get up, up to up to there. So after he loses... Oh, no, well, first of all, they lost two. Oh, actually, it might be Timothy Thatcher and Volta at that point. I think the first one was Volta uh, and Loki that Volta beat Jordan for. That got him the title shot, then Volta beat Jordan for the... I might be wrong about this. Please don't hate me, OCT fans. I'm just trying to get what I can. We only got On Demand today. <laughs> we'll do proper homework later. Um, And, Vol- and Jordan actually gets Volta down to his knees, fighting him, and, like, is going to hit him with a punch and Volta actually cowers, like puts his hand up, which he does during the Tyler Bates match. Essentially, yeah. when Tyler Bates starts going at him and he covers up, that is very similar. Uh, like, he's probably, they probably deliberately did it because it worked so well there. So Jordan has Volta where he needs him to be. Hits him with his trademark finisher package power driver. The ref counts one, two. David Starr pulls the ref out of the ring, preventing the three counts. Because... Because David needs to be the one to beat Volta. Because he's obsessed.
1: Absolute seeds.
0: <laughs> and so he sacrifices their friendship because of his obsession to beat Volta. So, that starts off their feud with one another. And then they, and they have a match. Uh, I'm trying to think. When did they have the match? They had a match against each other in. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get cage match up to get the right matches going, because I watched that one on YouTube actually a few months ago. Um, yeah, uh, at OTT Homecoming Two in February 2019, they had a match. I think that was meant to be the number one contenders match for the um, OTT Championship. I might be wrong there as well. Don't don't punish me for that. Um. I'm, I'm wrong a lot, it seems. Um, <laughs> Heaven and, for that. And Jordan Devlin is by far, like, he's still the hometown hero. The guy that, you know, the the, the crowd goes after he wears the tricolor on his trunks. You know, he's the national hero. The kind of Irish like the ace. Old, kind of like the old Territory days, and he's the guy coming in and beating all comers. Uh, he beats David Starr, who comes out to the Pat Benatar song that they uh... for the team and wearing as his trunks the Irish tricolour. <laughs> Such a dick. What that's what David Star does maybe better than anyone is the extra parts to a match. The extra layers the thing like the whole thing. The entrance is part of the story. The video packages are part of the story. The promos are part of the story. So Jordan beats him and then beats Volta to win the uh, OTT Championship uh, triumphant David Starr wants a rematch and he wants it for the title but Jordan's now in control and doesn't really have to give him anything yeah. and he says that if you want to beat me you've got to get through Volta which David do Starr the thing you couldn't do tries and fails to do again so Jordan so uh, David Starr hasn't beaten Volta hasn't beaten Jordan Devlin during this time is also when David Star's doing this whole movement to unionize wrestling and really pushing the whole We the Independent programme and yeah. trying to highlight issues and was willing to go down controversial paths that he that others weren't going. He was supposed to have a Ring of Honor world title match in Israel with Jay Lethal around that time and made a whole stink about the only reason you want me to wrestle him in Israel is that you got the good Jewish boy and it's good for your PR. And yeah. then went after ROH's owners. Uh, Sinclair. Sinclair Broadcasting. That very quickly lost him that title match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sinclair don't fuck about. They really don't.
0: Well, they fuck about with the truth, Simon.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but in terms of, like, <gasps> being off a, a do not toe their line.
0: I'm assuming you've seen that video of all the different Sinclair broadcast local news operators just reciting the same.
1: Are, are you referring to the John Oliver uh, sec- segment where they have that video in it?
0: Well, it's not just from John Oliver that it came from. But yeah, that is you know. I've
1: seen I've seen John Oliver's bit on Sinclair, so I have seen that bit. It's pretty yeah.
0: s- unsettling.
1: Uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's it's if you want to see what bots look like as people, watch that video
0: or watch the previous Bandido Dragon Lee match. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's harsh
0: i joke because i love <laughs> um so jordan devlin has no reason to give david star a title shot until or maybe i think it was not until this but this does happen before then they happen to face each other in the final of the super strong star 16 tournament in progress so the storyline is bridging promotions at that point I suppose it makes sense mm. if he's not going to wrestle him in OTT, but he will wrestle him in Progress because it's for a different thing.
1: Ah, yeah. because they both got to the final, yeah. so... Yeah, they kind of have to.
0: It's like yeah. when Okada and Ishii are facing each other in the New Japan Cup or something. Yeah. And David Starr wins that match, his first victory over Jordan Devlin. That earned him a shot at Progress against the Progress champion, Volta. Hi! Unfortunately for him, Eddie Dennis cashed in his equivalents of a Money in the Bank title shot, turned it into a triple threat, and won the title himself. <laughs> David Starr is list. still yet to beat Volta.
1: That's amazing.
0: It's a uh, great way of getting out of that as well. Yeah. Um, so again, that's and I think David Starr kind of controls that and has essentially created something off his own back. But I don't think he even. Like I'm sure that Volta's a happy participant in it. Sure, I get to win. Yeah. It. But it's not something that drives him as a character even necessarily. That's what's so brilliant about it. Whereas these two, with this one... So David Starr figures, how am I going to get to you? I'll get under your skin. And what I love about this match... You know he was saying about with the Jay White match? How perfect that was to have someone that was a an out-and-out heel and an out-and-out face. Yeah. And that uh, it was someone courting booze, someone courting cheers. What I love about it, instead of it just being 50-50 crowd, you know, just uh, uh, both these guys or something like that, this, even more so than the CM Punk John Cena match, which is the most obvious thing to compare it to, yep. is the most Shades of Grey thing since E.L. James started doing Control-F Edward Cullen and replacing <laughs> it with Christian,
1: Christian Grey. Gray. Yeah, oh God, there there is venom in this crowd.
0: What I love is that there is... And and also kind of like the Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hart Foundation versus... Both interpretations are there. Yeah. That the crowd can be seen as the heels in this match. That David Starr has essentially created a cult-like atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Through his lies. Because David Starr, at plenty of points in this match is either the righteous babyface bringing down the self-important heel or the dastardly heel cult-like Bray Wyatt-esque in the Wyatt family heel manipulating everything to his own benefit against the guy yeah. who'd never changed his moral stance but saw everyone around him change, change.
1: Jordan to Brett. Brett to Jordan sort of thing. Whereas Austin was a cult figure, but in a different way. He was well, like the Austin working was, man's cult well, figure. The
0: whole thing about Austin is that, well, you know, you can argue that the union guy is supposed to be all about the working man. And also, it brought back a chant that never really had existed since the days of ECW.
1: You sold out. With
0: the fans chanting, you sold out, at John Devon, and John Devon yeah. being a combination of perplexed and furious.
1: Yeah, but although... Devlin in the pre-match promo says. Um, pre-match
0: promo.
1: Pre. Oh, can't say <laughs> pre-match package.
0: Was that Paul Smackage? The match that was the Paul Smackage smack
1: of the small package with his partner Flip Sunset. <laughs> um, not partner, rival. Anywho, uh, great line from Devlin in the pre-match package promo is. Uh, you better enjoy the independence, David, because you're going to be there for the rest of your fucking life. So, there and is Venice.
0: And th- calling th- David Starr out on his shit as well, saying, how many times yeah. have you gone for a tryout to the WWE?
1: Let's have a look at your email chains. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's the thing. Like, Maybe David Starr is an utter hypocrite, you know, uh, misusing the left-wing cause for their own selfish means.
1: Well... The best heels are hypocrites, but the best heels also have grains of truth in their message, and Star could e- easily has both in this match. But
0: also the best faces can tap into something that the crowd can relate to and can manipulate their emotions and make them care about anything, you know? And not only love them but hate the person opposite them. Yeah. So is is David Starr gaslighting the entire arena? <laughs>
1: Quite possibly. But you know what? I think he'd love it if it was. He he'd he'd revel in the fact that he was getting away with it.
0: Yeah. Um what also I love so much of this reminds me of CM Punk and not just the punk scene of feud. But also there are a loop there are references to C M Punk from the start, really, because the music that um the first person enters to was CM Punk's entrance music when he was in Ring of Honor in the Indies, an AFI song called uh, Miseria Carab" something or other. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and mispronounce that so people can't get angry but at me for it.
1: He comes... Um, but it's But, it, Star... but, it,
0: but it, everyone thinks that it's Jordan Devlin in his original sort of death gimmick. Yeah. Only for him to pull the hood up and reveal that it's David Starr. And that is, I think, a deliberate callback to CM Punk, and he did this once in Ring of Honor, and then he did it again in the WWE, when he came out to Christopher Daniels' entrance music with the full Fallen Angel gear with the hood over his head. <laughs> and it wasn't until he got into the ring and took off the hood to reveal that it was him mocking the person that he'd just taken out the previous show in, an, like, a sneak attack. And similarly, um, he... Um, he did that with Jeff Hardy after he, oh, yeah, he did Jeff the Steel Hardy's age match yes. uh, to Loser Leaves Town
1: yeah well, that's when Jeff had his like drug troubles anyway so that's like a double whammy um you see it with other people as well like mm. it's beautiful I love it like the fake ones there are some really naff ones uh, I don't ever need to see the Miz dress up as the Rock again
0: Well, just for (laughs) cultural reasons more than anything. (laughs) Yes.
1: God, that was so recent, like, comparatively to some of the other stuff we've seen as well. Like, well, that's been iffy from a racial perspective. Well,
0: was he or was he just heavily tanned? I think he's been as tanned as that before and since then. Okay, I could
1: see how he could get around. It's
0: not, look, it's a lighter shade than what Triple H wore when he was impersonating The Rock.
1: Thank God. There's been progress at least. They never bring least. that
0: much as much as they do the tanks, do they?
1: No. Speaking Weird. Of,
0: that- speaking of DX references, back to the match. Um, This has, so, like I said, so many layers and so many callbacks that they mention in the commentaries. The stuff we obviously won't know because we won't have watched all the matches and seen all the chapters. They're like saying they're reversing throws into the crowd that had been the, the other one that had done that previously, you know? But also, just uh, there's so many brilliant touches that them having a wall of security before ah. the match starts.
1: Yeah, and especially because it's such a British, slight like, stroke Irish wall of security. They've all got their those yellow armbands on, their SIA licenses <laughs> or the Irish equivalent.
0: There's an amazing shot because, like I said, OTT really just on production and everything. Only the WWE and AEW come close, and they've got the budget, so that's why they do come close. But that shot. <laughs> Where the where they perfectly framed it because Jordan Devlin's like on the it, it does help because both those guys are about five foot ten on their best day so yeah. they kind of need to be on the ropes because some of those security guards are, <laughs> are a bit, uh, taller so Jordan Devlin gets up on the second rope and David Starr goes up to see him so they can lock eyes mm. and also take over the crowd cheering and booing cheering him and booing Jordan but there's just an awesome shot of the camera. Perfect positioning, like perfect ratio. they're at the extreme ends of the ca- of the shots on either side, looking at each other. The camera's coming from above, and you got the per- the wall of security guards right in the centre. Like Wes Anderson could barely have, like, made that look more perfectly framed. You know?
1: Yeah. And what helps as well, you've got the Devlin portraying anger is great. Is like the way he conveys anger in this match the is fantastic is some of
0: him that is true like do the fans really think he sold out yeah and we are at this point where everyone is like you just have to go on twitter and know that there are a lot of people that think that everything the wwe has been doing to the british and irish scene over the past year or two has not been to the benefit of the scene entirely and that those that are uh reaping the benefits. Oh, Are doing then, it at the and detriment. Then, and then tweeting about how it's not going to harm the business or the, the region at all. It's going to help it. Some some
1: people think they've drank the Kool-Aid, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Uh, it, it does Jordan yeah. represent that as well? And does Jordan feel... How does Jordan feel about that too, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like from a personal perspective, but at the end of the day, you've got to make money. It's your Look, body that's being slammed into the mat. So what so, you can do?
0: You know, of all the countries, I don't have to tell you much. But the Irish,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <are laughs> fighting for independence, and then it breaking down into levels of ideology as to how far is freedom and how far is working within what and taking what you can get. Yeah.
1: That is basically uh, Irish history for dummies that Lorcan's <laughs> given you right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, without well, 20th without century. You having to watch The Wind That Shakes the Barley, which I would recommend you do watch if you get the chance. It's a very good film. Yeah. I love... And then I, it's I, an American that's saying it, and an American's saying, I'm the true... I wondered if he was going to wear the tricolour, but instead what they did was the white and black imagery, which was also shown in the video. Yeah. Uh like with the chess pieces and them talking with the white and black background behind them, you know. And it's Ooh. Jordan in the white and it's Jordan in the black devlin and they changed it to Devil. But is yeah. he the devil or is it, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist?
1: Mentioned in the promo.
0: hmm.
1: Quite deliberately. What I like about David Starr to get on to Starr specifically, um, both in the in the pre match stuff and in the match, he's got something which I said a couple of episodes ago that Pentagon Junior has. Presence, mm. you are drawn to looking at him, no matter what. Even if he's because barely, of his
0: glorious tash.
1: Yeah, even if he's barely in the shots, even if he's just like in the background, what he does, the way he acts, the way he carries himself. Yeah draws your eye to him in the same way that pentagon with his um like vicious attitude his like creepy walk and the way he his facial expressions do the same thing both of the if you want to what in my opinion if you want to see how you can go from just being a man who's a good athlete to a man who's being a man that can draw money those two performances uh, and those two men is what you should be looking at right now
0: so yeah, I just um like I said, the closest thing that you go Pentagon, to me, it is um it's CM Punk. In that he has that cultish devotion, he's very intelligent, very articulate. And also yeah. like the thing I always said that I loved about Punk is when he's in a feud, you believe that everything about him is defined by beating the person in front of him. That is his whether he succeeds or not, that is what makes him tick. He needs to beat that person, you know. Oh, and he makes
1: you believe you—he hates that dude, whether or not he actually does. Like it, it's all venom.
0: Yeah, and also let's let's also be fair. We 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 uh, haven't given him his full name. We are not talking about David Starr. We're talking about the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of pr- charisma, the most entertaining man in pro wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling. The Best of the Best, Mr. American Rana, Davey Wrestling, The 104-Minute Man, The Main Event, The King of Taunts, He's Really Good at Twitter, The <laughs> Product, and The Real Import Killer.
1: David Stark. Boom. No wonder he's got a smartphone to read it all through. He's going to have to scroll. Oh, yeah, I didn't like
0: one cop out to professionalism i thought the ref reading uh, the ring announcer reading off his phone
1: yeah but
0: he could have at least had an ott protective casing
1: yeah well oh well, yeah phone case merch opportunity i see where you're coming from uh, the, the
0: it, only
1: though. the only unprofessionalism i thought there was in the match was the referee's hair
0: yeah
1: <sighs> like I'm not a man blessed follically in terms of... Nor is of
0: David Starr as the match come, went on, you realised.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I have to wear my hair a certain way to hide certain things. Um, but I would still rather what I've got than what <laughs> whatever that is the ref's rocking. Jesus.
0: I uh, know, Simon. He can cut what he has got.
1: <laughs> I can cut mine, just, just not as extensively. <laughs> And more to the point, his haircut is the PWG of haircuts to me. Like, I'm sure it has its audience, but it's not me. <laughs> um,
0: so, what, yeah, so the first 10 minutes or so is relentless. The, like, they literally aren't giving the other person a split second. From the moment the bell rings... Well, at the moment the bell rings, it's slow, and you think, oh, are they going to start slowly and cage And then just suddenly they sprint in. And also, inst- interestingly, it's David Starr that does the double-leg takedown, and starts the attack, which usually you want the baby face. So in, in the yeah. context of the match as it's going there, that's saying this is the baby face. And that will suggest the, cra- the crowd is not 100% behind uh, David Starr. No. You know, the, I mean, you can very prominently see three women in the front <laughs> row. <grove. laughs>
1: Love that. All flipping him off during the entrance as he's quietly singing his theme to himself.
0: That was Marilyn Manson. I don't know if you knew that.
1: I didn't know. Marilyn
0: Manson Uh, doing a bit of Johnny Cash, essentially. Not that it was a cover, just that it was a bit of a Johnny Cash vibe.
1: It is very cult-like, the way he just walks to the ring, just... It's
0: appropriate as well, actually, with Marilyn Manson being your entrance theme, too, as far as leading cults, you know? Um...
1: But it's just the way he like carries himself in that moment as well. It's just like he's got his eyes closed. He's just soaking in the atmosphere. He's at one. He's at peace. This, this is These are his people. He has made them his people.
0: This feels like the perfect venue for a wrestling match he is probably a, a relatively low-ceilinged stadium somehow that holds about 2,000 people. <laughs> now, my understanding of a stadium is A, needs more than 2,000 people to fit in there. B, should be like, open dome, shouldn't it? Like, no,
1: no, you could have a closed stadium. You don't, not stadiums well, don't like it's
0: room. in a retractable roof, but no, that is no. not a stadium.
1: You can have indoor stadiums. We
0: have indoor uh, gra- arenas.
1: Granted, granted, they've got 80,000 seats, but I would still call them stadiums.
0: Mm. I don't buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should watch more NFL, mate. Believe me, they call them stadiums.
0: Oh, yeah, but those hold 80,000 people, like you said. <laughs> Yeah. And have fucking shark tanks around the external barriers or whatever it is that they have in the VIP sections.
1: Or 90-yard screens, like the AT&T Stadium.
0: Um, but, yeah, they're just holding on to each other. Like, there's a moment where they're fighting and they're holding onto the wrists. Like, it's almost like they're chained together without it being a chain match. And they're just trading punches with each other. And when they're hitting each other with big moves at the start, they're kicking out at one. Just yep. as a, like, fuck you, that didn't hurt. Like, they, Very like, Ishii
1: style, mm. but like they're
0: but, not Ishii's, but they are just you know.
1: No, nah, I'm just I'm just saying little bit little callback, yeah, to uh, previous wrestlers that have done it. It's the way they convey uh, yeah. Star is the better wrestler, but Devlin is yeah, the best striker as well.
0: But and I also love that the whilst in that fight when there's a moment that the appropriate thing to do is a wrestling move, they will do it. Yeah. But it doesn't reduce the intensity. Like, there is a moment when it's, like, a uh, uh, an arm, like, Devlin does an arm drag and, and uh, Star replies with a head scissors. And that is just so they can get them in the right position to be in control to beat them up some more. You know? Yeah. I love that. That was such a Cool little moment in that match.
1: There's no like, uh, indie fied, like, I'm gonna counter to your counter yeah, to yeah, my yeah, counter. Yeah, no indie standoffs counter. or anything yeah.
0: like that. Yeah. Like I said, it's just relentless. They wouldn't stand off, they just keep fighting. Yeah. The pace finally slows down a little bit when David Starr starts to take control for a while.
1: Yeah. And, but it's him that consciously does that by soaking in the atmosphere, by mm. getting the adulation.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he also starts targeting jordan's wrists yeah um i suppose because you know he's like he's a good striker and also he, he you know package par driver requires him to hold him up and everything like that um well, that was my next note after this dueling chance that makes sense within the context and psychology of the match <laughs> uh,
1: i yeah because both of them are faces and both of them are heels it's it's i can't remember something quite like this because even the punk the punk scene match was just partisan
0: Yeah. With like a smatter
1: of Cena fans that eventually broke through. It
0: was like the right... It was like essentially like a a loud away crowd, even though ironically Jordan's the home guy. Yeah. It's the most... Ring of Honor and CZW feuded, and CZW fans were given like a little bleachers section.
1: (laughs) Get some flares out. No pyro, no party, mate. No pyro, no party. But it's so so alignment fluid, this match. And that's what makes it like...
0: Very 2019 of of it. I know.
1: As what makes it very interesting as a spectacle, and like what draws you in is like it—it's—it's it's on you to decide who the face and the heel is. Yeah. And even though there's heel stuff that happens, from, both, the, of them. from both of them, it's still it on makes you. Makes
0: sense within the characters. Yeah, it's almost kind of reminiscent as well of like the Roddy Piper bit in WrestleMania Eight, except they are flat out trying to cheat in that moment as well.
1: Do you think potentially this is what a lot more wrestling should be, where oh, yeah. a story is told? Because then...
0: they're, they're doing those things of like quick, fast exchanges and reversals, but it's not just because let's do a fast-paced match with loads of cool counters. It's because they know each other so well, but they also just want to hurt the other person, oh. and they're angry when they get hit with a move.
1: I'm not really talking from an in-ring perspective, although you just raised a good point there that we will uh, keep on with. What I... what I mean is in terms of you should set your table, you should tell your story
0: well they don't need tables for this match
1: (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um, once you've told your story it should be like a natural flow for the people to decide who they cheer and who they boo whereas a lot of times,
0: I don't know about that a heel should be trying to get, like Jay White isn't doing stuff to get cheered in that Ibushi match,
1: no but what I mean is, like, there are certain circumstances where, because that's that is a obvious, one's a knob, one isn't. Whereas this, this is a story where both could be conceived as knobs, but both could be <laughs> not conceived as knobs. If you see what I mean, and I'm saying, should wrestling try and call, make those situations more where both men have good points and bad points, and then the crowd engages and picks its hit. Think-
0: and maybe that'll get a
1: more of a response
0: i think because it's playing with the genre of, of what wrestling is and and reinventing it somewhat it needs to stay traditional for most of the time so yeah. that when it's something like this that's a slight reinvention then it sticks out but if this becomes the norm it's like how there shouldn't be this many five-star matches because they've kind of bastardized what a five-star match means if there are 21 of them in one year you know that's not then they're not five star matches as far as i'm concerned you know mm. you're so, reading curves wrong
1: if i could like read between your lines there what you're saying is you're open to seeing this in other it things is. but very very sparing
0: i don't think you could you could tell this story five or six times on a card or even six or seven times a year it needs to be something special you know, that's why Cena-punk works, and maybe this is the most Cena-punk thing since then. They've tried to make Cena-punk work. You can argue that Daniel Bryan thinks a version of that.
1: Yes, but that wasn't...
0: But it's like, how many times since Austin McMahon have they done the authority figure storylines, and how many times have that, has that actually worked? Really? Worked with Punk, worked with Bryan, works with this, because it's rooted in a reality. Just as the Austin McMahon was, in a way, both rooted in the reality of the Montreal screw job, but also it was rooted in the reality of blue-collar workers... Standing up like, to the man. And, and they can see a clear emblem of that. Yeah. Like, Austin perfectly embodied blue-collar work. McFoley Foley perfectly embodied, like, shabby white-collar work. CM Punk perfectly embodied the alternative angry punk scene, whereas Daniel Bryan, like, embodied the non corporate oh Jeremy no well, maybe not Jeremy Corbyn, that's more David Starr. But you know what I mean? The the yeah. like not gonna conform to your the man rules. whose face doesn't fit
1: but is yeah. should still be recognized for his talent. It's just
0: who he is, you know?
1: He doesn't play the politics, yeah. he just is.
0: So you have that. Whereas it doesn't work when it's Roman Reigns and it doesn't mean anything or when it's Goldberg and it doesn't against Vince Russo and it doesn't mean anything. Or when it's um, I don't know, probably countless examples in TNA, like you know,
1: when it's the anonymous Raw GM,
0: yeah, yeah, those sort of things. When it's when it's um, John Cena against John Laurinaitis or John Cena against any authority figure, really.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, try, I I can't mount a defense on that one.
0: Again, just referencing other things, uh, one thing that this match does have is the long twenty count, and David Starr barely survived. But the even way he was create the one that, that suplex to the outside,
1: it's quite good though, because it's like yeah. an all—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a mucky move, but it's—it's it's yeah. good that it's. That's mucky. always
0: a sc- That's always been a scary move to me. That vertical suplex to the outside—it's really yeah. hard to control. Especially with a crowd
1: that close as well. You can do
0: it where one guy's suplexing them from the apron, but when they're both on the inside of the ring, you know, it's really, really difficult.
1: But they just about get away with it. Well, it
0: looks like it hurts.
1: Oh, well, you can't But also,
0: before then, David Starr had done like a Ricky... Remember when I said how brilliant Ricky Steamboat was in the Wrestle War match, when he was just leaning against the knee of a fan? Which, to be fair, actually, we never mentioned that Bandido did that getting two fans to help pull him up at one point <laughs> uh, when he was on the ground. But with this one, David Starr like, literally falls into the crowd at one point when uh, D- uh, Jordan knocks him to the outside. And it's just, again, he's he needs the people to help him, yeah. to will him up, you know?
1: He is one with the people, and he's getting their support as well. It's like... It, it bleeds into his Messiah complex, yeah. which he has yeah. in spades.
0: But, like again, it's just the nastiness in it. Like, when when Jordan Devlin has him in a camel clutch, it's not just that, but he's actually... Pulling at the mouth, he's like fish hooking him, doing those Taz cross arms. Not necessarily because it's a good strategy, just because he really wants to hurt. Smack
1: in the face. Uh, Ah, I, 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 the previous matches I'd seen with Devlin, I wasn't that impressed, and I think maybe it's because of the format I've seen him in.
0: I think like the problem with a lot of the NXT UK guys is they look very identical and they wrestle a very similar style. Mm. I mean, I only really, I I shared you a tweet, didn't I? Of like. A mystery of an NXT UK wrestler committing something and they're trying to find the culprit. All they know is it's a five foot nine white guy with a beard.
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'd mostly seen him in the UK tournament, to be brutally honest with yeah, you. Yeah,
0: he'd had just... a rough time on that. Yeah. He, like, sort of screwed up a finish, possibly. Yeah. But he was meant to be the heel of it going in. Uh. But then you he was had the knitted... match with Finn Balor later on that was really good. Yeah, well, um, Finn. Yeah. And I think you also just have more, com- you know, I can imagine how nervous that makes you. That's like your biggest moment ever. And very easily people can, sc- I remember Christopher Daniels' first match in WCW when it was just about to close and he tried to do a moonsault and just landed on his head. You know, you just. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And yeah. obviously people that follow OTT, Jordan Devlin one of the best wrestlers in the world and. You know, he does every, like, he, every move that he does in this match, he does perfectly, and every bit that he does to tell the story of the match, and every, you know, is the way he acts in the pre-match promo packages and everything, he's, he's a fantastic storyteller. He matches yeah. David Starr for everything that's required of him in the match. And even in a way that maybe he is being emotionally hurt by how the fans are reacting to him. You know, maybe he's taking it personally in the way that someone like Seth Rollins has done recently or bret hart genuinely did when the whole thing was happening in 97 you know yeah we don't know but if he is then he's doing these he's doing amazing professional job in this match and everything else around and him.
1: utilizing it as well and like to take your to be
0: shown as the heel but also doing the the subtleties enough to tell the face story in this match as well yeah well they
1: say art is pain and he might just be harnessing his pain
0: so yeah like like i said it's good actually that this match is allowing us to call back so much. I mean, it's very really, in many ways it's also even though it's got the story of Punk uh Cena, it's wrestled at a pace and a fury more like that of Austin Bret Hart's, really. Yeah. Of WrestleMania thirteen. It's got that <sighs> There's these brilliant there's like a slap and like the exchanges, again, it's not just New Japan. This is the moment where we're wrestling on we're on our knees, forearming and that. They just suddenly at one point, one of them slaps the other and suddenly it just turns into a slap fest. Slap fuzz, fest. You know?
1: Yeah. But it's got that... Uh, I keep saying Venom, but there's no other way to describe it. We see we see things like... We've seen heated matches between rivals um, in this series. We've seen comrades professional, uh, having to like fight each other in the G1. We've seen... Uh, best friends fall apart and like have heated matches against each other in gagano Champa. Um, this has just a gritty edge to it that yeah. I can't think that any of the others do, and with the wanna... possible exception of parts of Tommaso uh, Champa, Johnny Gagano
0: Wouldn't you also say Bret Hart, Stone Cold? Bret Hart Stone Cold
1: as well, yes. I I thought I'd let you say the Bret Hart match.
0: (laughs) No, you just forgot it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, and also... Like you said, to get to the
0: grittiness and everything, Like we're getting to the point where Jordan Devlin brings David Starr up and challenges him to a fist fight. And that's him challenging David Starr's manhood. Because you can see in David Starr's face, it's like... The wise thing is not to engage, because this no, guy can punch. I shouldn't
1: punch. do this. To That's the point, you know, he was it.
0: like, he, the way that he was punching Volta made Volta beg for mercy, you know? Yeah. So, David Starr knows that he's, this isn't right for him, and he is getting battered at the start.
1: Devlin's got fast hands.
0: But then he catches him, and his punches are wilder, but they're connecting. Yeah. And he's surprising Devlin, because Devlin probably thought, oh, I'm in my element, I can't get caught, and he does. So it's actually David Starr that technically wins that and Hardway cuts Jordan Devlin. And this punching is punching him good.
1: out of the ring as well.
0: I assume it was... Like, they hoped it would happen. Yeah. But the way that it happened was perfect. Like, it wasn't enough blood that you had to get worried about it or anything. It was done naturally, so it wasn't self-mutilation. Yeah. And they played about with it. Now, on the hygiene level, licking someone else's blood will never appeal to me as a visual. No, I get it's... that he gets a reaction. You should see how much further Kevin Steen goes with it in his match with El Generico. And I, ho- I can't imagine. I mean, if they like, they'd never. If someone did that in the WWE, they would probably want to fire them afterwards for it, you know.
1: Well, they had the whole hepatitis thing with exactly. Cowboy Bob. Yeah, Orton. yeah, yeah. I ain't taking that risk. Uh, also, within the last twelve months, we have seen the the tampon spot as well. Uh, yeah, well, That's... Uh, you know there's that's there's, there's poor yeah, hygiene to yeah, a whole yeah. other level
0: well sure it's good hy well it was good hygiene up to a certain point, but then you know it
1: was good, good hygiene thing. that became very bad hygiene yes. let's let's just leave it at that um uh, if you know he's clean i uh, but anyway I wouldn't do i i I wouldn't necessarily do it myself, but if you know he's clean, I don't see the problem in
0: it yeah. Oh, also, we didn't say right at the start. We got the toe pays, and it actually worked again because it was like he just he just wants that's the quickest way he can get to him to hit him, and then he throws Devlin back in the ring, and Devlin immediately dives back out because I like, am yeah. not finished. I want to keep fighting on the outside. But, but then, Star then at this point, Star does another toe but Devlin's able to catch him and turn it into a DDT yeah. on the apron.
1: But Star slows that one down, and that's probably what costs him because he's yeah, taking yeah. that to drink the crowd in yeah, and yeah, to yeah. slowly rise up.
0: Again, it's so fun. And then uh, uh, we get uh, um, uh, David Starr hits a second rope destroyer. Oof. Uh, but Jordan Devlin's on his feet and bounces off the buckles and hits a lariat as he's going. And the that's obvious thing of, to do when
1: dropped on your head from the second rope. What I love rope. about that,
0: though, it's not a pop-up no cell though. It is perfectly within the physics of that move. He's just bounced. Because the way the move went, he bounced, landed on his feet... Bounced off the buckles, and he's just got enough instincts within him to lariat. It's not I'm getting up and then I'm selling. It is. Yeah. Okay. This is what's happened within the move, and I've you know
1: got away but, with it.
0: But like I said, it's like it's weird again. Just it's such a perfect match for us to end it on because it's having so many callbacks, like um, loads of headbutts as well. Um. Yeah. Like uh, but John Devlin grabs um him by the wrists. Maintain wrist control. Very Okada-esque. A lot of this is very key with the Okada. And that's the New Japan reference. And the All Japan reference is he starts doing Kawada kicks to yeah. David Starr, you know? Lights um, his head up. And then David Starr is just desperately fighting to have him let go of the wrist, you know? Yeah. And he's, like, painting the worry on his face because he knows he's like he's lost control. So, again, he just headbutts to get, the, get out of it, you know?
1: But then Devlin's like, anything you can do, I can do better. Mm. Like if you want to play that game I'll play it right back at you Headbutts him
0: Yeah And then there's like a Sister Abigail I can't remember what they called it Devil side Devil side uh, That gets a long two count um, They go to the ropes uh, David Starr's able to stop him And hit him with a top rope back superplex I've
1: um, not seen a lot of back superplexes So it's, it's a nice little refreshing it's just, pace It's it always
0: amazes me When I just look at David Starr Just balancing on two legs With all the sweat dripping off him Off of one Cord, rope. Yeah. That's all he's balancing on when he's doing that.
1: Core strength for days, mate.
0: And having to try and do the perfect move with him and Devlin over such a... Long distance. space of area and, like, the slightest slip could utterly screw you up.
1: Oh, yeah. For, like, life as well. Um But then Devlin, like, gets back into it a little bit. Hits his, like, boot. But Star then, like, really, like, goes with the uh, added knees to his moves with a neck breaker with a bit of knee yeah. to it powerbomb with knees as well oof my spine my poor spine <laughs> um but then uh, another super kick a straight jacket german because mm-hmm. you got to tick some stuff off the uh, five star match tick sheet haven't you
0: and here's where i think some people might think the match loses it a bit and i think it does lose the crowd slightly I think this next bit goes a bit too long.
1: I can see where you're coming from.
0: Um, But I get what they're doing with the character. And like I said, it's sort of referencing back a little bit to Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8. The difference is both men are trying to hit the other one with the belts. Yeah. And what I love is that it's also incorporating the ref into the storyline, where David Starr is like, I'm going to hit him with the belts. And the ref's like, don't do that. And you see, I don't know if you saw it, um, he said to him... "Um,
1: Cause after the straight jacket, Germany like grabs the ref's shirt and like yells at him, going, "You, you that was free. You're, you're doing yeah, something." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So like starts like thinking there's a conspiracy against it. Yeah. And he's saying, "If you disqualify me, everyone in this crowd is gonna fucking kill you." So like that is like, and that is if you can lip read, that is what he's saying. So that is like, is this him? This is what he's always wanted to do. He's using the crowd for his own means. Yeah. He doesn't care about the crowd. He cares about what the crowd can give him. Yeah and, he's
1: and basically that is
0: threatening the ref which is not a very baby faced thing to do. No. it's
1: got he's got he's trying to get the freedom to do what he wants to accomplish his goals.
0: Like you say like um like a rebel leader manipulating the people for their own um deceitful yeah. ends.
1: And um, that famous saying is to try and get people to do what you want you've got to make them think like it was your idea all along and by getting the crowd on side they feel like they're just supporting David Starr they don't realise that Starr's using them
0: or is he is that just the heat of the moment and like he does think that there's a conspiracy against him and so he's like well if you're gonna screw me I'm gonna screw him and on your conscience if you disqualify me for this or was it all a massive ruse (laughs) so that when the referee is distracted putting the belt back outside after both him and Devlin have moments with it he's able to hit Devlin with a low blow again the heel move
1: the fact that we're asking these questions just shows the complexities of woven in it's beautiful
0: because
1: mm. we don't we don't ask this about the other stuff it's like yeah he meant to do that like, yeah like that jay white meant to make sure um abushi's like testicles were massively bruised
0: mm.
1: like gado meant to like you know like get involved as well like you know
0: so star grabs the belt again goes to charge at him but the referee stops him Uh, He shoves the referee, and that allows Jordan Devlin to hit him with a low blow back.
1: The old dick kick.
0: And Devlin and and David Starr crumbles to his knees in front of Jordan. Again, you want to talk about your um, homoerotic imagery? It's there if you want to. And Jordan Devlin with a big smile on his face. Uh, Like, at first, it looks like he's ashamed. He puts his hands over his face as if to suggest he's ashamed. And pulls them down to reveal a shit-eating grin. Again, I'm loving. Is this. your interpretation of that finally you get a bit what, what's coming to you, or is it like I am evil? <laughs> I'm in loving
1: being a knob.
0: <laughs> I should have lost the match already, but the ref screwed you over, and now I'm going to get you again. Yeah. You know?
1: Um. So then he hits his package pile driver, and the ref takes a long time to recover.
0: Old Earl Hebner st- staggered to the count.
1: Yep, which allows Star to kick out. Devlin then hits a right hand square to the jaw. But as he's going for the package pile driver, it's uh, reversed into... Uh, I've got it down as a death lock. I don't know if he's, he's got, got a an special... an inverted thing. scorpion
0: death lock. Yeah. Again, which was the move that he made Jordan submit to in their Super Strong Star tournament match. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jordan... Escapes by getting to the ropes although some people go oh he he tapped he missed the rope the first time is that a tap Mm -hmm. one of the commentators is going he tapped he's tapped well
0: that's the whole thing like the 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 commentary it's you know like michael cole style but it's not in any way they're not trying to do any kind of rocky four bullshit the the refer the commentator is playing into the story but it's obvious that they're not trying to i don't want to say bury i don't think that they were burying punk but they were definitely trying to big up Cena yeah whereas this I think is in the storyline well to the point that like towards the end of the match uh, at the end at one point well the, the, the announcer is insulting the fans as much as he's insulting David Starr during this yes
1: like he's just like what, what are, what's wrong with these people
0: mm. so Devlin's now on his hands and knees and again you want to get into like uh, uh into lgbtq illusions but also another layer onto the story referencing within the wrestling culture he tells him to suck it oh and yeah and again that idea of not only the larger company but also that notion of a uh, corporatized rebellion like, we're cool just that one moment how do you do fellow kids mm. <laughs> and so then goes for a pedigree
1: little bastard he knows what he's doing.
0: But Devlin's able to backdrop out of it, hits another headbutt, goes for a package pile driver. David Starr escapes and hits a cross arm pile driver.
1: Yep, sit out That's as well.
0: That's a nasty fucking looking move.
1: It just spikes him proper into the mat.
0: Hits the lariat from hell. Gets a one count. But we know what the rules of wrestling are. <laughs> if the mat, if the previous kickout was at a one, you ain't got anything left in you. He essentially does the pumping bomber, Shingo Takagi, like yep. sprints down both ends, lariats him again, and that gets the three counter at twenty-seven minutes fifty-nine seconds. When you consider <sighs> how much they pack into less than half an hour. Maybe some other people could look else you know, look at themselves a bit.
1: Yeah. It's like maybe you don't need to like tack an extra fifteen minutes on to... So the
0: crowd is losing its mind. I couldn't see those three women. I think they'd made a hasty retreat. <laughs> um but David Starr, what is amazing about this? And again, Jordan Devlin being the professional. David Star picks him back up. Lariats him again. Licks the blood off of his... No, licks the blood off his hand. Like, like wipes the blood off of Jordan Devlin. Licks it off himself. Again. I'm just saying, imagery. Lariats him again. Lifts the belt and steps on the, David Starr's back as the full-blown champ, you know?
1: Magnifique
0: Brings in a fan With a unionised shirt Who'd earlier on Given him a, a Karl Marx Metallica shirt As well I forgot Oh the it's the same that. fan Yeah I think it was Who has the unionised shirt on Gets the fan Like lets the fan Hold the belt For a while Like again saying Look, look I'm a part of you But is that just yeah. like a You know A Trumpian I'm for you people Really yeah. you know He wouldn't He doesn't care at all
1: that really doesn't want you to touch him. <laughs>
0: and so then he goes into the crowd and has them carry him out like he's Khaleesi freeing the slaves. <laughs> Whilst the announcer says "There, he's got an army of incels.
1: 2019 is <laughs> <2019's> weird.
0: <laughs> this was a hell of a match.
1: <laughs> so much going on.
0: So does a match with David Starr get five David Stars out of five from you, Simon?
1: It absolutely does. This yeah, is
0: I think it has beautiful. to. It has to. I would say that the whole belt thing, I think they milk it a bit too much, and it does lose the crowd, but who says that five stars has to mean perfect? I certainly don't. Yeah. It's... He didn't give it five and three quarters, so obviously Dave Meltzer didn't think it was perfect either.
1: <laughs> but honest, honestly, this is like one of the best things I think I've seen in wrestling in quite a long time.
0: Seems, Simon, like maybe some top ten list needs to be reapproved re- um,
1: recalibrated obsessed, yes potentially, potentially
0: maybe if people want to give you some advice before they make that final decision before you make that final decision how can they get in touch with you to help you with your decision making
1: well they can get in touch with me on twitter where I'm so known as Simon Cross free free for the number of blood groups currently in David Starr's mouth right now
0: my name's is Lohan Mullen that's L-O-R C-A-N M-U-L-L-L A4, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the and the N in end. That's my Twitter handle Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. You can get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com. lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. Simon, we have covered what we could. Out of the 142 matches that Dave Meltzer was rated five stars or higher. According to my records, we have covered 140 of those 142 matches. Oh. Some, unfortunately, in slightly highlighted forms. But, but after all of that, this project did not sound like it'd be that tough. But it's it's a weird thing to complain about. And I'm not going to complain. <laughs> we've watched a lot of very good wrestling. And we've ended we up a fantastic one to end it on. But, I
1: can't wait to watch shit wrestling
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't. But it's not yet over for us. What do we have coming out at some point in the next few days? People will be happy to know that the episode a day uh, schedule has finally ended with this one. Yes. If everything's gone according to plan, this has been released on the 20th of December 2019. Sometime around, hopefully just before Christmas Eve time, you'll be hearing us do what, Sai? Uh, you'll be hearing
1: us give our final thoughts on what we have learned through this arduous process. Arduous, but damn fun, I must our say. Our
0: final debriefing. And it will not be debriefest episodes you've ever heard. Oh, no. But we will be redoing our lists, maybe giving you some interesting statistical information. Although that will be a very loose interpretation of the word <laughs> interesting.
1: Very loose.
0: <laughs> um, It'll be as ambiguous as the heel face alignment of the previous match.
1: Ray. Uh
0: and then after that we have two more episodes for you to round off twenty nineteen where we'll be discussing first twenty nineteen in review. in review. As is
1: tradition.
0: And then the entire decade of the twenty tens. So we've review. still got a lot of nattering to do, but we don't have to bring quite as many fucking notes with us in the future.
1: Praise be!
0: But there's nothing left to say for now. Except that I'm going to have a long sleep. But before then, my name's Lorcan Mullen.
1: My name's Simon Cross.
0: Thank you. I'm going to watch
1: C to my heart's content now.
0: <laughs> Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a David five-star time. Until the next time.
1: In the county down one morning last July Down a boring green came a sweet Colleen And she smiled as she passed me by She looked so sweet from her two bare feet To the sheen of her nut brown hair Such a winsome elf I'm ashamed of myself For to see I was staring there From Bunfrey Bay of the dairies came From Galway to Dublin Town No maid I've seen like the fair Colleen That I met in the county down